Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Scale-Ups Japan. This morning, I had an interesting conversation with a scale-up that was actually quite far along with their Japan market entry. They're working with a very competent partner and already have a few early leads well under development now. Oh, and by the way, they're a technology B2B scale-up with a physical product, although arguably the embedded AI software is their real focus and their real competitive advantage. The conversation centered around financial expectations for their business in Japan. They've already penetrated a handful of other international markets beyond North America, so they're starting to get a better view of market pricing, all the project requirements, and different associated costs, as well as their own, well, financial aspirations, shall we say. And to their credit, they've recognized that they do in fact need a local partner in Japan not only to develop the business, but probably more importantly, to deliver the business. And therein lies the quandary. The scale-up seems to know prices across the global market, which is still in its early stages, but seems pretty consistent, maybe due to emerging competition. But they expect the same margin in Japan as they're achieving in these other markets. Although in Japan, they're of course working with a partner, while they've largely been selling direct elsewhere. So, a good aspiration? Well, yes, but is it realistic? Probably not. First of all, although it varies by industry, it's really becoming much more difficult to set a premium price for Japan. Especially if you don't have a Japan company with local expertise and resources there uh, on site. So to the extent that customers learn about global pricing, that's the maximum that they're willing to pay, whether buying direct or buying through a channel. And both scale-up and partner margin comes from that fixed revenue. But the bigger issue is, should you even be comparing end customer prices in North America to partner prices in Japan? Again, probably not. But the finance team is apparently sticking to its guns about minimum margins and by extension, what discounts are allowed for, from their global price list. In fact, though, this isn't uncommon and it can be, well, difficult for sales to win the day. So I first asked whether the start, as a startup, scale-up, they really want a win-win relationship with their partner, which is not always the case and surprisingly sometimes for legitimate reasons. Since that is the case, I suggested, why not focus at first aligning effort and cost to deliver the business. This exercise you may have heard referred to as service output analysis when comparing the capabilities and gaps across a partner structure. But it's also a really useful exercise to analyze the basic activities and costs to, well, develop, deliver, and support customer projects. Don't worry, we're not talking about a hugely complex activity-based cost analysis that accountants love. Just a simple review of the major steps from receiving the customer lead to successfully closing the project. And once those steps are known, the scale-up could consider whether in addition to giving up revenue for an activity, they're also avoiding costs and therefore achieving a similar margin across both partner sales and direct sales. From my experience, the margin difference from partner sales and direct sales usually proves to be reasonable after this kind of analysis, 
And of course, there is always a long laundry list of important and strategic reasons uh, for working with a partner. So three good places to focus in the service output analysis are, first, sales development. What are the steps in a typical sales cycle from customer visits to basic demos, to advanced trials, to proposals, negotiations, and delivery? Second, services activity, which can be a very broad range of related services, including training, installation, customization, quality inspections, and perhaps different setup at the uh, customer site uh, and, and, and specialty services for the early stages of their, their product activation. And third, support infrastructure. The first line response, whose responsibility is that? Second line ticket escalation, in-country hardware spares, etc., etc., etc. Well, that's it for today. Let me wish this scale up well as they embark on this useful services output analysis. My expectation is they're going to discover the many service output demands across sales, services, and support are in fact shifting to the partner and mitigating any margin erosion that they're worried about. But this is an important exercise for both sales and finance to go through so they can have a clear view of their discount tolerance and their negotiating strategy. While at the same time, being able to communicate to the partner that yes, efforts and costs are well aligned. This is Paul Kilbank. Thanks for listening today. And please join me again tomorrow for another episode of Scale Ups Japan.